What it do, folks? What it do? How are you? Was it Tuesday, January? What was it? Eighteenth. Yes, Team sleep. The month. Yeah, we already went. We almost one month. One month in. Almost. You know, it's all, yeah. it's almost Black History Month. Uh, we we made it through January almost. Um, a lot of stuff is going on in the sports world today, brother. We we, we got yeah, a lot sorry. of topics. We were sorry for being a few minutes late, folks. We were reshuffling because the the news is the news <laughs> and we we, we so, got we've got definitely got some more impact stories to talk about as opposed to just uh, the, the fun and games we're we gonna talk about everything as much as we possibly can let's go and get right into it i see folks that are jumping in so appreciate y'all for jumping in if you got a question for for me and montel definitely put a cue in front of it so we can respond to it but uh you know let, let's let's talk about from again from a social impact perspective um Coaching diversity, right? Yes. And and the or, let me, or maybe I should should have put it the word lack of coaching diversity, especially yeah. as it relates to the NFL. A uh, lot of teams, first of all, a lot of teams are looking for new coaches, new head coaches mm-hmm. with the, with the mm-hmm. season coming coming to an end. We got um, we know the Raiders are looking for somebody new. We know um, which which pause on that one. Okay. I don't know why they're looking for a new coach. I mean, well, again, they, again, we, they need to take that interim off of his name because that because that yeah, man did his thing. Come off his name, yeah. he did a, a wonderful job to keep those guys under all the duress they were under. Yeah, as a program, he kept that team together. Um, they fought a good fight. Let's be honest with you; they were one play away from advancing in the playoffs. That's true. You know, so for them to now to, to, to not take that interim off there and 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 start having a coaching search. I don't really understand that that philosophy, what, what direction they're going in, but I believe that the guy they have there now is the right guy for their program. Um, hopefully, and he's you know he's a, I believe he's Latina or Latino, yeah, excuse me, yeah, he's a Latino, yeah, yeah, Latino brother. So yeah. I believe that's that's a definitely good look for them. They're in a good they're in a good market in Las Vegas. It has a high Latino population, look, especially look. surrounded by Phoenix and L.A. L.A. Raider fans. We it just, it just makes sense. Right? Yeah, our Latino <laughs> brothers support the Raiders like no other. You know, our Latino yes. brothers will support the Raiders. So I don't see why it's not a perfect fit for them. Um, he knows, It looks like he knows his X's and O's. So okay. kind of disappointed. In the, I, I, the I'm disappointed in the Raiders even putting that out there. I thought they should have took that interim off and made him the head coach and get, gave him a shot. Yeah, see what he could do. yeah. I, I hopefully, I hopefully they do because, again, they, they look better than a lot of other teams that made it even a little bit further in the in the wild card than, than they did. Mm-hmm. But so we got Raiders, we got the Vikings, Bears, Jaguars, Broncos, Giants, and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. All are looking for head coaches. And as of late last week, so are the Houston Texans, yes. which, which, which that, that wouldn't – that one, along with, with the with the Dolphins, just baffles me, right? That that those those firings from a head coach perspective, they didn't even give the coach any opportunity to succeed. I mean, my guy out there in Houston, he's he's got a third string quarterback. He's got no stars left, right? Watt left, and and Deshaun is not playing, so he, he didn't even have really opportunity to have. I'm gonna say quality. All of them are professional athletes, but just to have someone that can suit up and actually vie for something. He didn't he didn't even give the opportunity. They, they, they made it sound good at the beginning when they hired him, but then to, to fire him at the end of the season just didn't seem right. But in terms yeah. of minority, um, go, go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, I was just saying with the Texans, that's just unfair. He got the unfair. Yeah. yeah. Draw the stick. I mean, uh, like you said, I mean, he's he's working. He's not working with a lot. He thought, he, you know, they thought they would have Deshaun Watson there, who was a franchise player who obviously wasn't because he's going through 
that legal, you know, that legal battle and those accusations going with him. So for him not to be there and for them to be, like you said, on their third string quarterback, beat up offensive line, no running backs there. Um, and to ask this man to be able to, I don't know what they wanted him to do. I mean, what did you want him to do? Make the playoffs or something like that in order for him to keep his job? Obviously, he was trying to build a culture there, but he's building a culture there with with a lot of missing pieces. Yeah. Um, so my question for them is like, why did you hire him? You know, in the first place, if you were only going to give him one year, why'd you even hire him in the first place if you didn't give him an opportunity to build? Um, and I think the Texans need to ask the I think that that whole organization right now, they're in a spiteful mode. They're already they're still mad at Deshaun Watson. Yes. You know, they've been yeah. mad at Deshaun since, since day one since he said he wanted to leave. But I remember also one of Deshaun Watson's requests is that he wanted to have an African American coach. They gave him they they hired an African American coach, but then Deshaun is not there, and then you fire him after one year. So that means you didn't really have no intent on keeping African American coach, or at least keeping him for any for any for any amount of time. And now that whole organization is just in shambles. It seems like like they don't. I don't think they know what direction they want to go into. Yeah, and, um, and it's unfortunate because I'm, I'm highlighting here again what the organization said when they hired him. Right, Cully was our guy. You know, and bring him in. It's all the pomp and circumstance. Welcome to the team. You're going to come in here. You're going to make a difference. You're going to have positive impact. You're going to do all all, all of those good statements. But again, to, to not give the man any, to not put any tools in his toolbox, <laughs> and and expect him to go out there and fight against someone like. I don't know. You, you got to play the Rams. You got to play the Buccaneers. You got you got to play uh, the Pack. You got to play all these teams with 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 seasoned veterans and all you've got. I mean, again, you got professional athletes, but you you just don't have that those those star athletes. You don't have the JJ Watt anymore. You don't have Deshaun Watson. You don't have folks that can come out there and really make a difference. And it's just unfortunate yeah. that they let him go like that. Yeah, 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 like like I mean, we're talking about the social impact. So I mean, you hired mm-hmm. him for the wrong reasons obviously it looks like mm-hmm. and since you didn't hire him for the wrong reasons now you're impacting the whole organization and it kind of puts i mean to me the Texans are just like i said they're in shambles i don't understand what direction they're going in you didn't want to get rid of Deshaun, you know he got these charges brought up on him out of nowhere when he, all of a sudden he said he wanted to leave and we talked about this before yep you know the organization should have they had an idea they should have known they should have reported that and, and nipped that in the bud he wants to leave you, you you want to hire a black coach to kind of keep him along there. Now he decides he's sitting out. He's not playing anyway. Or you guys keep him out for the season because you want to, you want to see if you can trade him, if you can get what you want for him. That's not there. Now this guy gets fired in the end. Cully, who, from mm-hmm. what I understand, in this NFL circle, he's a good coach. Um, Not necessarily, I don't know if he was qualified to be a head coach, and this is why I say that. Most head coaches right now have been coordinators. He's been most of a position coach most mm-hmm. of his career. Okay. Good point. Uh, most coaches are court. Not saying that the, that he's not. I shouldn't say he's not qualified. I'm just saying he's not the the, the ideal uh, quarter hiring Newton uh, hiring his new coaches right now. Most quarter they're mostly coordinators. Yeah, he was a guy. Obviously, a people players players loved him because uh, he was a, a position coach. He made an impact, obviously, on various teams wherever he's been, and they felt he was qualified enough to do this job. And, I, and to be honest with you, I don't think he did a bad job. You know, like you said, with the pieces he's working with, what was I it? They, uh, up, they ended up four. four and they, they won four, wins, four right? games. Yeah, you know, they won four games. You know, yeah, you won four games. I mean, but let, let's let's be honest with you. a guy that had what the great Urban Meyer couldn't do nothing. 
Oh, with the Jaguars. Goodness, you talking about Urban? Yeah, well. Oh, we if we want to compare and contrast. <laughs> he, he, he did a, a better job than Urban Meyer did, right? Yeah. They both had no pieces. And didn't Revenues. get caught. Didn't get caught slipping at somebody's uh at somebody's nightclub. He wasn't off the, he wasn't off, the show, uh, off the field issues. Yeah. He's not working with anything. Urban Meyer's actually had more pieces than he did and did less. Good so point. what does that say about the great Urban Meyer's they're talking about? Well, they didn't give this 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 guy a chance. Yeah. Um, it just kind of just feels I don't know, man. It just like I said. I don't know for what reason why they hired him. If you were going to let him go on one year, why would you even hire him? I mean, that's not building the program. That's basically just filling in the blank for one year. And to me, that's almost like just taking fans money. Or would you going to put somebody in that place? You know, they could have hired me and you. Yeah. That's the case. Yeah. We could have came off street and it, it, it doesn't really help with the synergy. I think, you know, within the yeah. locker room, again, when, when you bring someone in, who's got a program, who's, who's got a, got a, a routine and they, and they come in, right. Head coaches come in with their assistants. So they come in with their folks so they yeah. can, can run the, the OC and, and the D's and, and, and the defensive line and all, all those kinds of things. Now it's all shaken up but until, until I, next year. I think a bigger problem, what coach is going to take that job now? Let's be, you know, these guys are in the professional world. I mean, there'll yeah. be somebody that takes that job, but let's be honest, like who really is going to want to take that job? I mean, hey, you're, you're, you're not even giving guys a chance to build the program, much as such anything. And right now, if you don't have your ace in the hole, which is Deshaun Watson, what are we here doing? You're not trading them for picks. You're not giving me an opportunity to get a, a bunch of picks and build from the ground up. You're basically having me just feeling. So I think they'll have a harder time finding that head coach. I, I, I hope Eric Bieniemy or Leftwich or Raheem Moore. I hope they don't take this job. I really don't because I don't. We don't know what's going on in Texas. We don't know what direction they're going in, and the organization has refused to speak about it. Um, it's it's just funny to me, and I and I'll talk about more of a social impact, and I'll just how I'm looking at it. Yeah. It seems like it's so much. Uh, African American head coach or African American male has to prove himself ten times more than his counterpart. This Caucasian, in order to sustain this job. I've never heard of a guy being hired for one year, not getting a chance to do anything, and then let go. This is kind of like precedence in the NFL or setting a new standard, which I've, we've never ever had, ever. They mostly give guys at least two or three years to try something, or they yeah. mess up in one year, like Urban Meyer. They do something very wrong that's not right for the organization. Yeah, they, 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 just, they just completely fall off the wagon, right? So And, and something yeah, like that. Yeah. That really makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out to everyone in, in the comments, Laura. Good to see you. We are we are back. Ralph Chambers, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. Glad glad you're here as well. Let, let, let me bring this 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 tweet up here because it kind of goes into kind of the statements that we were just talking about, right? Eric Bienemy. So mm-hmm. in the media, in, in the sports rags, and in, in, in the in the known sports rags, they're talking about uh Kellen Moore, who mm-hmm. <laughs> We can talk about them Cowboys all we want to, and we can make a lot of people mad or, or whatever. Or you can just look at what Dak Prescott. We can look at what the whole team did the other day and, and just say that was just that was just uh, embarrassing. Mm. And that man has zero playoff wins, but he's getting more recognition, more praise, more more look at looks at than someone like an Eric Bieniemy who has the wins underneath his belt, who has the ring in his closet, mm-hmm. right? Who who actually has all of that experience, and if if Eric Bieniemy does not get offered a job at a quality squad. There, that's a huge injustice to I think it's, to the it's blasphemy. World. It's blasphemy amongst American African American uh, uh, coaches that want to be head coaches that are inspiring to be head coaches. Yeah, it's straight blasphemy. It makes no sense. Don't get me wrong. Kellen might be a great OC. He might be. I don't know. 
But if we're going to go by track records, Bienemy and Byron Leftwich are way more qualified than him. Yes. They have done it. They have done it. They've been to the Super Bowl. They both have won Super Bowls. They both have had the number one offenses in the league. They both have quality wins, not even in the regular season, but in the playoffs. Doing things, you know, and they can sell all they want, but let's, let's are we speaking straight records. Both of those guys have a better quality record than this than this guy has. Yeah. But yet this 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 guy right here is getting they're talking about he has to pick up his litter, whatever job he wants out of you know, to be the next head coach. Again, we gotta prove ourselves ten times more than our counterparts in order to, to get the head job. And for especially for not to get the head job, to sustain the head job. Correct, correct. Because because so, you're right. One one year, you know, one and out does does not seem like a a, a quality um formula for for anyone's success to be yeah. honest with you right and uh yeah. regardless of who it is and, and where you try to put that person even if you try to if you took the, co- the coach out of out of out of the the packers or one one of the, the contenders right someone who who's going to win the, the bowl at the end and just did one year out and start shuffling players or shuffling coaches back and forth again how is that synergy going to work when you got those OBJs and when you got those Aaron Rodgers and when you, when you got those, those those veterans and they're trying to work around a system and, and, and you move head coaches out, you move offensive coordinators out, you move defensive coordinators out. There's there's no synergy. There's there's, there's no. Well, I mean, the locker room just doesn't feel right. More than synergy. That's a race issue in the NFL. Let's let's. let's yeah, well, because there's only one now. Right. We only got one. We only got we only got my Steelers. We only got Tomlin in the building right now. So there is a race issue in the NFL. They don't mind us playing and snapping the ball and Mm -hmm. catching the ball and running the ball. Talk about that. Obviously, they have a problem with us leading the program or leading the organization under the head coaching room. And we already know the front office. We don't exist that much in the front office at all. You know, maybe I I know there was the Baltimore guys have African-American there and a few other sprinkle teams out of here, about 30. But there's no word that is, is an indicative representation of what's on the field that's in the front office. Yeah. But let's think with head coaches. There is a race issue in the NFL. It's it's blasphemy to only – you mean to tell me there's only one qualified African-American male to lead a team? How many teams Miami, we got? How many, how many we, teams we, we got? We, yeah, we out of 30, uh, 30 teams. We got 32 teams in the NFL, and we got one. Yeah. Out of Miami, I don't know what they're doing. It seems like that coach seemed like they turned around. They won yeah. the last four games in a row. The defense was on point. Tua finally looked like he was Tua, the draft pick that they they've been looking for. He he's developing him, and now all of a sudden, now you fire him. Raheem Morris can't get a job. Who's who wanted in the wanted in the other other league? I believe in the XFL. Been a great coordinator for I don't know how long in the league. He can't get one. We got Eric Bieniemy, who we've been fighting for for the last three or four years. For yeah, we've been talking about him for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Todd Bowles, you know, defensive coordinator over there in Tampa Bay, as well as the offensive coordinator Brian Leftwich, both deserve jobs. Frazier deserves a job. I mean, there's a lot of quality guys that got a lot. They got great resumes. It, it's, it's a shame that we got guys with great resumes that have to resort now to go to college. And this, this is where I'm going with, like wow. Hugh Jackson. Okay. There's no reason in the world why Hugh Jackson should not be a coach in the NFL. Yeah. His resume speaks volumes for itself, but yet he can't get offered a, job, a, a great job in the NFL, or at least it doesn't perceive like he's getting a great job for job in the NFL. So he has to take the Grambling State job. Marvin Lewis, another great coach, has been in the league for a long time. Can't get the job in the NFL, so he's at Arizona State. Lovey Smith is still in. I'm, I'm not a fan of Lovey Smith at all. Not really a bit particular. Lovey Smith is with the Texas, but I'm sure since now that uh, what's name is gone, that whole staff is gone. True. Yeah. 
Well, so now we don't. Now we're losing assistant coaches and whatnot, and so on and so on. So I'm, I'm finding a, there's a race problem in the NFL. Period. There's a race when it comes to leading. People don't want to talk about the elephant in the room, but there's one there. Trust me, there is well, one there. Yeah, well, and I, I like that analogy that you make, the elephant in the room. But unfortunately, we're not in that room even during the Roger Goodell conversations when it goes to the owners meeting because we're not represented at that level either. Yeah. Right. So, ownership, absolutely. So, I, so somebody somebody has to be in, in that room yeah. to really yeah. stand up in front of, the, of that conference room and make that recommendation, make that suggestion yeah. that it gets on the agenda. No no one well, it, it seems it seems real, real, real crazy how that Jay Z talk sure did slow down. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah right and, uh, i mean in the beginning when we was having all these things and they were in it they were losing a lot of african-american fans and all that oh jay-z's gonna be an owner da 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 hmm, that's short it quiet down real real quick yeah all of a sudden no one's talking about that anymore that's not even a, that's not even the subject anymore well so we won't, we won't let we won't let jay-z own it well no not, not me they won't let jay-z own own a team but uh halftime show sure at the super bowl Sure is uh, Dre and Snoop and and and, and it's 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 us. <laughs> we're yeah. out, we're out there run, running the field, but we we are also providing the entertainment. Unfortunately, so it, it's really unfortunate that we can't be in any of those front rooms to to make any uh, real decisions. And, and hopefully that changes sometime soon. Can you still hear me or see me? I look at my screen froze. Did it freeze? You, your screen did freeze, but we can definitely hear you. Okay, well y'all got y'all got the screenshot because I don't know what there, happened. There. Gonna, y'all, y'all can hear the voice now. The voice is gonna be there, but I, I'm I'm serious, man. I mean, the Jay Z they they didn't cut off my internet now that I talk about. <laughs> it's normally me talking bad about folks, you know, and and they didn't they didn't came after you. Lord have they mercy. They... You, but but I mean, for for real though, let, let's let's be let's be perfectly honest with it, man. I mean, I I, I don't understand, you know, that ownership talk died down. Mm-hmm. We we obviously got a race problem at the head coaches realm or them lead us leading teams or be us being the face of the franchise except the except the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um we we have issues in front office with us building teams and representing teams. And, and it's trickled down. It's not only in the NFL level, it's also down in college level, which they've been addressing that as well, and so on and so on. But like you spoke before, there obviously is a big disconnect with ownership. Yeah. There we have no black owners in the NFL. I don't even know if we have any black minority owners in the NFL because they yeah. would they they would advertise mm-hmm. them. I, that is I've a good question. That is a good question. I mean, especially, and I'm just going to. Why, why don't we do this? Let, let me let me uh, continue on that discussion and ask the audience if they have anything, any feedback while you're having these video issues. What, why don't you reboot, come back, and yep. I'll take you off screen, and we'll have that. So I mean, so that that's an interesting statement, right? Again, we. The NFL has always tried to be or seemingly wanting to be proactive, right, in terms of social impact issues, social rights, and and letting players represent and, and, and talk about particular issues that are happening within society. But if we're not in those rooms, if we're not in the conference room making and helping make any of those decisions, if we are given a half-baked opportunity uh, like the coach over in, in Houston, not really given any any tools in our toolbox, not given any real uh, assistance to or longevity because because after one season, he gets fired. What really does that say about um, the culture? What really does that say about the organization? And why do we as the why do we as the majority viewers of this bit of entertainment? continue to support it 
right? There, there, there were issues that, that we had with the, with the Kaepernick, right, with, with the kneeling. And a lot of us said, you know what? I'm not watching the NFL anymore. I'm through with the NFL. I'm moving over to soccer. I'm moving over to baseball or whatever the case may be. But then we matriculate. We come back. What, what, what is it? What's the draw? Why, why do we continue to see and know that there are issues within this organization in terms of fairness, in terms of equality, in terms of true diversity? But why do we continue to support, especially with our dollar? I'd, I'd love to see folks respond in the, uh, in the, in the comments while we wait for Montel to, to come back. Um, JP, I see you, brother. Yeah, Nick, next year, we already got the dates. I will definitely uh, take you to CES next year. We'll be in Vegas. I'm actually heading to NAB in, uh, was it March? So we'll be back in, be back in Vegas for, for the National Association of Broadcasters. So if, if you want to come, just, just let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Laura Williams, I see you, see you coming. You're talking about habit. Um, but that's a habit that we need to break. Right. Again, it's we really are, I, I think, the the foundation of all of these bits and pieces of entertainment. Right. We pay with our dollars from either going to the games, going to the events, subscribing to the NFL. What is it? The, the Red Zone and subscribing to all these ancillary services because we want to see the game. We love the game. Right. A lot, a lot of us have either played the game or we, we've got family members who have played the game, whatever the case may be. Um, but when you really step and you step back and you step above and you start getting out of the noise, because that's really what we're looking at doing here. Right. Is talking about the social impact of all of these things, especially as they relate to sports. It's not just about the guys that are out there running up or the ladies and, and, and the men that are out there running up and down the field, running up and down the court, hitting the ball, jumping in the hoop, all doing all of that stuff. If, if they're not properly represented either from a player's union, if they're not properly represented from an equality of pay. So I, I think about the whole uh, Title IX, with, especially with the women's soccer leagues and things of that nature. I mean, that issue needs to be addressed. Uh, I think about how we're starting off and leading today's topics and conversations about uh, lack of diversity from a coaching perspective. Hopefully we get a coach in the NFL before I'd love to have an owner too, but I'm being realistic here. Right. I think we're, we're going to get, we'll get a head coach again before we get anyone in, in the owner circle. And my, my lowly Steelers, uh, we, we still have Mike Tomlin in there, but, but again, out of 32 teams, only 1%, one person, uh, really, uh, it's not making a lot of noise when, when there's a whole lot of other folks screaming. So, um, Walter Strong, I see you, sir. NFL are only comfortable with just a small percentage of black head coaches and not allowing coaches of color to coach that they're big market teams. That's an interesting statement that you make because, again, we're, we're looking at um, the teams that right now have openings. And, again, it's, it's the Giants, New York, Miami, Jacksonville, so Florida, uh, Denver, Minnesota Vikings, historic team, Chicago, Oakland still has their uh, interim tag on, on the coach. Uh, so we, we will see. Oh, look like Montel's come back, but he's come back with the, with the smartphone. Oh, my goodness. Ro rotate that uh, landscape, sir. Rotate that landscape before I bring that. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Take the lock off. Oh, you're an Android man, though, aren't you? Uh, see, when I'm Android dudes. You are on, you're on mute. 
So take, take the mute off and I'll bring you on the screen. You mess around and you start talking about coaches in the NFL and they, they didn't, they didn't turned off his internet. They didn't broke his computer. I see you now, but I just need you to, I just need you to come off of mute, brother. Just need you to come off mute. Um, that's right. Look, I'm hating on the Android folks, brother. Hating on them. I can't hear you, man. Can't hear you. I'm gonna bring you on. The, I'm gonna bring you on the screen though, so so folks can can see. see? <laughs> now rotate, man. Rotate. No, hold on. I, I'm gonna take a screenshot of that. Oh, I should have took a screenshot. Good lord. Let me, go. let me let me zoom you out there. Let me let me. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, what happened, man? What 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 happened? We good now? What what happened, man? I don't know, man. To be honest with you. CIA, FBI. Somebody came to came to. You you, you uh, got to talking bad about the. Ownership levels of it's the NFL. You know it's crazy. I know, man. They got the FBI got me. That's what. <laughs> but but it, it says about people says please grant access to your camera microphone and it's just thinking. I don't know what it's doing. You see, Android and a PC user. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna send you a Mac Mini in the mail for your birthday, brother man. I would love you for that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna send you a Mac Mini in the mail for your day. All uh, right, let, let's go let's get let's get back let's just get back to it. Let's go and get focused. Shouts out yeah. to the to the branding there for 2022. I appreciate you. I, I know you saw that, Mr. JP High Tech. Uh, Laura's talking about, so you struggle to break the habit because of the love of the game. I, so while you were gone, I was talking about, again, why, why do we continue support these organizations to continue to support with our dollar when we know consciously that the representation isn't there, right? Uh, we're not in those those rooms making the decisions, and it continues to be, you know, and I'm reverted back to the Colin Kaepernick issue, right? When, when he yeah. was taking the knee, a lot of us said, including me, said, you know what, I'm done with the NFL. I'm done with football. I'm going to switch over to, a, to another sport. I'm going to start watching curling, uh, bowling, <laughs> all of that. But we came back. And, and, and I, think, I think we did do that for a while. I think that's why we stuck in their pockets, and that's, I think that's why they made some adjustments, you know, like they said. The halftime show is now going to be a show that represents us a little bit more with the halftime stuff. They're, they're trying to do a little bit more, you know, things with the interactive. I mean, as far as in our communities with, you know, you know, with a little police violence and stuff like that, they kind of throwing us, they throwing us bones. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, a leopard doesn't change its spots. Mm. We all know that. Say that one more so, time. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, listen, they don't, they do not. And I mean, us as fans. I think the NFL is is I mean we're fans. Right. Let's be honest. 70 percent, 75% plus of us play. We're rooting them on. You know, we're supporting them. Yeah. Not the structure of the NFL. That, hold on, them. hold on. Let, let's let's pause because that that's a good point right there, right? Because uh, because while you were gone, I was talking about just you know us the the love of the game. Again, a lot of us have played the game, so we, we love the competition. But that's a whole different mindset, and a whole different conversation. We're not just cheering for the game we're cheering because it's us out there that are engaging in it and it's us that are out there winning it's us that yeah. are out there that are now the multimillionaires at 19 20 years old who you know someone has come up out of the street now you know now, now I'm, I'm stretching a little bit but again that's an interesting perspective that you put there that that's why we come back to yeah. sports and, yeah. and primarily the nfl that, that's an interesting perspective absolutely i mean we, we support we're mm. supporting us and, you know, like I said, we're not a big fan of the structure in the NFL and the way it's structured and, you know, the people that are running it. But at the bottom line, I'm there supporting the brothers that's out yeah. there playing. Wow. Like you said, the brothers that's out there becoming millionaires and doing things in their communities and 
the guys that are out there that are making they're making a difference just in their families alone mm-hmm. they're changing generational wealth that's one less kid in the hood that's one less kid that's going to be a part of the system that's made it into made it by playing a sport that he loved and now he's a rich person that's what we're cheering I, for. I'd rather I have like that. that yeah i'd rather have that with a broken system than to have a fixed system and that's not a, and that's not existing yeah wow so so, so that's why we go, I think we go back to the NFL. I think we'll pause on it a little bit. We'll be frustrated with it, but we'll, we, we continue to go back. And like you said, I don't think no one's talking about this stuff on no, no other, no other station or other channel, but you know who's going to talk about it. You know, Hey, I'm, what I'm going to do this, what I'm, <laughs> I'm going to send you another text tonight at about midnight when I go to Del Taco after my gym. <laughs> Cause that's, that's just what I do. And I'm going to, I'm going to find out that ESPN radio, what's, what's his brother? What's his name? Um, Freddie, 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 whatever, is talking about uh, exactly what we talked about verbatim uh, on his show. Uh, so, the, folks, that's what, ha- folks, that's what that happened last week. Identical yeah. and verbatim what we talked about literally three hours after our show. It was on ESPN Ready with, with Freddie Coleman. And and everything okay. that we said, um, I was like, man. Yeah, I, I think, but I, you know what? I hope Freddie Coleman does copy this. He needs to talk about the structure of the NFL, why there's a break, it, break when it comes to racial equality. Yeah. There is there's a, there's an obvious break in it, and now that we we kind of made it the, we made up the numbers with the, the financial part, yeah. But now we can't. It's funny we can make the money, but we can't be investors in the money. We can't mm. own a piece of it. We can't we can't formulate our own structure, our own leadership within. You know, it's like the good old boys club is very very tight knit. You know, and and you know there's there's something wrong with that. But again, I rather I rather be a part of an imperfect system. And, it, and it's helping my help. It's help. It's helping us get up out of the situations they're in. Yeah. This support a perfect system that would cut that off. You know what I mean? So, you know, the NFL. That's why we, I think that's why we as fans keep returning to it, especially men of color or people of color. You know, even though they boycotted for a while, they go back to it because one is just a great sport, and then yeah. two, you know, we, we want to go back and support our own. We want to see us come um, up, and and and, and, and that's and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong. No. I like I like this statement too. I don't know if I put it up already, but Laura said, you know, letter to owners campaign during during Black History Month. So, I mean, now now it's just a, it, it's un, it's too bad and it's unfortunate that we still have to have these conversations, but we we still do. And you know what? I'm, we're going to use this podium. We're going to use this platform here come February first to, to still talk about this. Uh, Mr. Ralph Chambers had a great statement here. In my opinion, we should continue to press the issue of representation and ownership. Why should we retreat from the entertainment and sports we make great? That's I agree. 100%. <laughs> that's 100%. that's 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 it right there, right? But 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 the, the only thing about that, the only thing about that, and I, I mean, I'll, let's keep the pressure on. We got to make sure there's a crack in the ceiling, a crack in the door, so we yeah. can, so we can kick it down. And right now. They're not open. They're not cracking the door at all for us. You yeah. know, the 32 owners are owning it. They have, they're not letting minority ownership in. Like I said, I remember the Jay-Z thing was like a huge thing. He was going to buy the Denver Broncos with his yeah. group, with his group. And, you know, this is going to be something different. And he's going to be a spokesperson for the NFL and all these wonderful things that Jay-Z was supposed to be doing for the NFL. And that, that's most. Because yeah. so now they're talking about Elway and Manning. Right. Two separate yeah. groups going in. So so that's where the focus is yeah. on that is, is, is no more Jay-Z. But, you know, what? if you want if you want Jay-Z, you, you can come and you can perform with uh, yeah. <laughs> with Dre we, we, at the at the halftime we, show. Again, again, we're good enough to be Sambo. Right. We're good enough to shuck and jive yeah. in front yeah. of y'all and entertain y'all. But mm-hmm. we're not good enough to own Ooh. that. that I mean, I, that mentality man needs to be broken at some at some point. 
And it's crazy because <laughs> basketball has done it, right? Basketball's done it. They've broken the mold. Yes. I don't know so much. Baseball's done it with Afro-Latinos, which is great. Yes. They've broken the mold to be allowed them to be minor owners. NFL still, the good old boy club has not has not let that happen. That transaction happened. So um, at some point, you know, those discussions need to be happening. I think it needs to start with the player, with the players association. They need to really put mm-hmm. pressure on the NFL saying, mm-hmm. look, you guys need to start allowing people to allow minority ownership or, or ownership of some of these teams and allow and cutting that lane for us to get involved. I mean, they act like we don't know how to discuss business or discuss marketing or discuss things. Oof. We have and we have enough guys that are billionaires and millionaires that can can, can can go in there and have enough money to be able to make it a powerful influence as well. I mean, our, 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 the, our, the African-American, the middle color dollar, I'm not just saying African-American, Polynesians, Hispanics, mm-hmm. Black, Filipinos, so on and so on. Our dollar is very, very powerful. So why shouldn't we have a representation in there for that? Folks, if you didn't know, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, team no sleep. We talk about the social impact of sport. You notice I haven't said, or my tell had said what one score is yet. We, we, you know, two minutes in, we, we, we got straight to the chase and, and sometimes we get raw, but, uh, it's that awkward conversation because again, no one is really having it. Just, just like you said, some folks may try to perpetrate and try to imitate, but, uh, tell somebody where, where it started. We really going to get into it right now. Um, we're going we're gonna to move off of football for a minute. Sticking with social impact conversations. Um, I, I worry about this right here. So not, not the coaching diversity one, but minority owner for the Golden State Warriors. That's the, the man's name right there. I'm, I'm not even going to try to butcher his name uh, out of respect. I'm not going to do it, but that, that is the man's name right there. He has, has, has said some things on a podcast recently that – um, he knows better that he, so the team is trying to distance, the team is distancing themselves from him. Everyone around the organization is working to distance themselves from him. So essentially what, what has happened is this billionaire, uh, minority owner for the Golden State Warrior under fire for saying nobody cares about the Uyghurs in China, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. The team is distancing itself from from saying that. And the Uyghurs are a Muslim minority population in northwest China who essentially are going through what a lot of countries, a lot of regions are classifying as as genocide. Right. Crimes against humanity uh, against these people. And during this podcast that this gentleman was on the all in podcast, he is just saying, I don't care about this. This is not something that I'm worried about. And. Let me tell you what the man looked like. So this is the man right here. He just as brown as as, as Montel and I am. And that one shouldn't matter. But again, just to to be so insensitive to st- and, and to say something like that when you are a person of influence, when you are a minority owner of a large sports franchise and sports organization, you know your words are going to carry. You you got to be ashamed of yourself and you you really got to got to step back and think where is this man's team? Where where is this man's uh public relations and, and, and coaching when he goes on to a, a media show and starts talking, talk to us a little bit about what you think about this. Again, this, this man who has come out and, and, and made these, 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 I'm just going to call them blasphemous statements out, out yeah, here. I think, I, I, I think he suffered from a uh, privilege and mm. I ain't going to say white privilege. That's mm. a quote, but it's not, it's a white privilege. It's a privilege. He's, he suffered from privilege. He's a billionaire. 
you know what doesn't what doesn't what he can't relate to he basically shoves away mm-hmm. or he disregards which you know which i would feel a man of color and you know any struggles he's went through just because of his color coming to the united states because i know he's faced some type of racial tension no matter how rich he is going mm-hmm. to school or going to work or whatever he should have a lot more sensitive situation to what's going on over there and i think if people aren't aware of what's going on over there um, these are basically like he said there's genocide actually it's a concentration camps basically set up all around china where these people are housed where the the men i mean well the women and children are being pillaged they're being raped they're being you know tortured uh they're being you know you know uh they're being refused access to their religion they're being you know their 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 ideologies are being taken away from them um a whole just, just a whole bunch of bad things are going on over there and for him to be disregard to it or even to make that insensitive statement is just, you know, like you said, blasphemous. I mean, it's horrible. Where, where do you have the right to say that about human beings? Because at the end of the day, you strip your dollars away. We all bleed red. We all have skin. We all have hair. It's true. With the same people in the world. You just got to happen to have just a little bit more money than the average person. Um, and, 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 you know, that's fine. But even if those are your opinions, then keep them to yourself. Those are things that you don't say on the media. Those yeah. Things you don't I mean, again, you, you should have coaching. You you should have, again, you should have a team before you sit down and, and make any statement. Yeah. Again, if you're representing yeah. someone, but I, I don't. Is this the same? He has an ideology, man. It, it, it's yeah. sad that he has an ideology about those things. I mean, I think that's, though, that's terrible. I and, mean, and, and, and that's truly how he feels. And I guess I keep leading back to this. So here is his recanting statement, his apology. I think he's only mm-hmm. apologizing because he's got caught. Right. In re-listening to this week's podcast, I recognize that I come across as lacking empathy. I acknowledge that entirely as a refugee, my family fled a country with its own set of human rights issues. So this is something that is very much a part of my lived experience. To be clear, my belief is that human rights matter, whether in China, United States or elsewhere. Full stop. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and and, and when you PR. and when, right yeah, when you right <laughs> when you find PR out you done messed up, yeah, oh, great PR statement. But I mean, like like you know, like I just said before, a leopard doesn't change his spots. Yeah, he goes back to the kind of go back to say some other insensitive things, uh, very disregarded things. I mean, it's 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 a shame that we have this way where we just ignore humanity. I mean, basic human rights that we're, that we're supposed to have. And I know things are different in various countries, but basic human rights are to be able to walk and be free, right? Right. These people are captive. People should be able to practice their religion. They won't longer start hurting anybody. They're not allowed to do that. Women, women and children are being pillaged and raped. A woman should have the rights to choose what she wants to do and not be forced to do anything. These things, these are basic human rights that we feel and they've been taken away from these people in these concentration camps. And for someone of his nature, his financial situation that can change a lot of things to bring awareness to the situation, he acts like an asshole and he says mm-hmm. some insensitive things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rightfully so the distance himself. I hope that I hope he does have some empathy. I hope he does, you know, but to be honest with you, I doubt it. It's not trust, it's not touching him. He, his day goes on the same no matter what. He's privileged. Yeah, yeah doesn't it, affect it. So, and, and, and it's it's unfortunate because we we a lot of times we talk about this right, and we say this can't still be happening in two thousand, two thousand five, two thousand nine, two thousand twenty, two thousand twenty two, and yet still it is. 
and yet and still there's folks making bonehead statements like this and you just wonder what 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 makes you think that coming out something like that coming out your mouth is right what what what, what makes you think that something uh referencing other human beings and again if you're gonna come out with, with a statement that says my family has been through very similar how are you going to fix your mouth to say something negative like that about another person who is going through struggle, going through strife, going through uh, torture, uh, again, well, genocide, I, crimes I, I, against I, humanity? I think you're going a whole different realm. Let's, let's, let's just talk about locally. If you feel that way about something that's going on so humane there, how do you feel about those people that's in Oakland that's homeless? Uh-oh. What about those people that are right around in your corner uh-huh. that support you, that are wearing your gear, walking around? That don't really have a nickel to sit on. What about those people? What about the people who can barely afford to rent in the Bay Area? Yeah. What about them? No, you you disregard them too. Their their struggle is not as as bad as what's going on in China, but they are going through a struggle. So if you're disregarding that struggle, I can imagine you disregarding wow. struggle of the people going through in your own city that you're supposed to represent and be about. We already know San Francisco and Oakland have one of the highest homeless rates in the nation. That whole area. Look, I used to take the train from Sacramento to Santa Clara. And I obviously I'd, I'd pass through Berkeley. I'd pass through yep. Oakland. I'd pass through Richmond. I'd pass through all of those areas. And a lot of times the homeless live right on, on the train track, tracks, on the right on tracks. Right. Because no one's going to come yep. mess with them. And, and it's just an avenue for them to, to find some shelter. And. Man, it's it's the sad. It's one of the saddest things in the world to see so many people out there living it, it, in you nothing. Get my point. So, so, so if, if he's that disregardive to those people, how? What is this? What is this? This thought on the people that are locally yeah. around him? Yeah. yeah. Again, privilege. If he don't, if he, if, if it ain't affecting him, he don't. He, I, I honestly think he doesn't care. Humanity doesn't fall into to his lap. He doesn't care about that part. He's probably he's probably just like you know it doesn't it's not affect me. I don't drive by there, I, you know. I don't drive by those places, and if mm-hmm. I do, I ignore. I think I you think about saying? the I think about the old Eddie Murphy movie Trading Spaces. I don't know if, if anyone places. remembers trading trading, trading trading yeah trading places um, yeah. of of kind of the flip flop of the two rich millionaire stockbrokers <laughs> who end up broke and kind of switch places with Eddie. Eddie now yeah. is is in their place and they're they're living out on well, the streets, but it's it's. I, I've got something else for you, though. What's yeah. crazy about this whole thing about that is he has the power to change that in Oakland. Ooh. He has the money and the things <laughs> to change it in Oakland. He yeah, has he the does. money and, and, and the power to change it in the Bay Area, in San Francisco. Yeah. He does, I mean, he literally has the money to change it. Yes. Now, China, he may not have the money to change it because that's a whole government thing that he doesn't. Right. But he has the money to change those things. He can do something at home. He, he, he can do something at home. Yeah. So, so you can miss me with all that apology stuff saying if you feel like that way, if you do, like they say, put your money where your mouth is, right? Put your money where your mouth is. So, I, I, I granted, he slipped of the tongue. He said some things that he wasn't about, but I think he truly feels that way. And if he, he feels that way, he, yeah. needs, he needs help. He needs somebody to educate him, and hopefully he can get some help. He has some help yeah. in understanding humanity. I, I can guarantee you that he really is not very remorseful just because, again, I was watching his Twitter feed after that. Well, so he puts out this blanket statement, which you could tell was typed up by someone else, probably not even him. But everything else in his timeline after that was was back to uh, let's let's invest in these stocks. Let's, let's, you know, things that yeah. just just were again, just weren't weren't focused on on trying to 
put this bridge back together that he's already tried to burn down. Let me let me bring up this comment here that was actually directed to you from from Walter. It says, Montel, could this be a situation where we have a man who demonstrated poor judgment and what he said and not has to take responsibility for what he said? I think that's kind of what, what we were just talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he should take responsibility. Like I said, he, he, he took a shot at it with his PR team to write a great statement. That was a mm-hmm. great statement. I completely understand it. I'm not going to fault it for trying. Yeah. But I mean, also, like I said, your actions and your pocketbook makes a difference. That changes the way you think. If you don't, if you don't like something, or you're really empathize with something, you know what? Let's take a crack and let me let me make a change. Let me make some something that you know. I see these situations like that. Let me donate to people that women that have been raped. Yes. Let me donate some money to make let me fix that situation because I truly didn't mean what I said. Those things make a difference. You know, they, they do make a difference. And I think you need to put your money where your mouth is, especially when you got that kind of money. It doesn't hurt you to spend whatever few dollars for you to help situations out like that. Um, and I I believe, you know, some, sometimes people have a slip of the tongue. Yeah. Like we all do. I've had it before, slip of the tongue. But I'm also a person that, that I will tell someone if I have a slip of the tongue, I'm the first one to apologize and say I'm open to learn. Teach me what's going on so I, I can next time I can make an educated statement instead of saying something stupid. Yeah, I I, I guarantee that person he's not like that. Yeah, he's, he's not like he's, he's he's not remote. He's he's moved on mentally. He's moved. It's not affecting yeah. him, and you know, he, at at his fancy dinner right now. And and again, we're 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 not being flippant about this. It, it just it, it it we're more right than wrong. I'm just gonna say yeah. we're probably more yeah, right yeah, than wrong I mean, on this. But uh, let, let's, uh, hey, let's be real, let's be real, James. Let's well. He ain't worried about us. He ain't worried about taking no sleep. He ain't worried about our comments. Yeah. He can probably care yeah. less. But yeah. the thing is, the thing is, I mean, he needs to understand though that that's wrong, bro. It is wrong. And I mean, if for some form, so for some strange reason in this world, you lose all your money, you'll really feel out feel how it is <laughs> to be one of those people that needs some empathy and needs some help. Yeah. Needs some understanding from folks. Agreed. Agreed. Um I told you folks we was gonna get into it. You thought thought we was we was talking 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 hot about the coaches, but this one is a, is a good one. Now I'm gonna put this man on the spot in, in the audience, Dana, professional athlete, ex uh, professional hockey player. We want to get you on here, man. We want to get your opinion talking about some of these issues. We want to hear your perspective again from someone who's been behind the scenes, who's been in the locker room from the professional perspective. So uh, reach out to me, man. We definitely want to welcome you on the team. No sleep to have, have this conversation about whatever issues of the week. So I'll put you on blast, brother. Just, just, just out here, um, out here. Let's talk about it. Let's keep moving. Let's, let's keep moving. Uh, Let's, are we going to lighten the subject? No, we're not. It's still, it's, they're not so, well, the kind of social issues, but it's, it's not as hard on the heart, but it, they're, 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 they're still rough here. Um, French open happening right now. Greatest player currently uh, for tennis on the men's side. He's not playing. He, um, you don't want to get that vaccine. Nope, nope. So, <laughs> you don't want to hey, get that hey, vaccine. Hey, so, hey, hey, uh, hey, hey Joe, Joe, Joker said, uh, you know, I, I got medical exemption. I don't, I don't need this vaccine. I don't want it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do what I do. I'm gonna be stubborn. Okay, okay. I tell you what, the Australian folks, yeah, Prime Minister folks, you. You don't want to get the vaccine. You can't come get this paper. And, I mean. I, I, I respect every man's decision. Yes, yeah. Decision if he doesn't want to get vaccinated. 
But for us to have to cover a story like this, it, to me, it's dumb. It's crazy. You know, the rules are you need to be vaccinated to be in the country. If you're not vaccinated, can't come. Period. It's, it's that black and white. There's not. There's no. There's no wiggle room in there. You See, know what I mean? So this this starts messing. So this starts messing, and it's kind of like the, the Kyrie Irving, Irving thing a little bit, right? But this starts yeah. messing with his legacy, and it starts messing with his money, right? Because really? now he can't. He probably can't go play in the French Open as well, or he's going to have to quarantine for at least 10 days. I, I believe France has at least a 10-day quarantine for non-vaccinated folks. So as oh, that oh. progresses, right, so he can't play here, he can't defend his title in Australia, mm-hmm. he, he can't, uh, he's going to have to do quarantine for at least 10 days since he's going to be unvaccinated to go play in the French Open. Okay. And he's going to want to go play Wimbledon. Well, you know, they, they, they've got requirements and issues there. Certain places, if you come over here to the U.S. Open, well... We're not going to just let you in the door hey, man. Hey. with Delta and Omicron and all these other, whatever they are. So now you're messing with his, he messing with his money now. Well, really, but, but, but is it his choice not to get it and mess with his own money? Yep. Let's, 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 it is. Let's keep it 100. Yeah. Let's keep it 100. Yeah. The rules are you must be vaccinated or you must be quarantined in a certain situation or you're going to lose money, you'll be fine. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is a person, like you said, you brought him Kyrie Irving is going through that right now. He's losing money. They are refusing to pay any fines for him to play, except mm-hmm. maybe when he gets to playoffs. But they're not going to do it. So that means the Nets are going to lose games and their fans are not going to come out. So the whole thing like that. With this gentleman right here, he knows the rules. The rules are you must be vaccinated in order to come play in these events. If you choose, your choice is a man, <laughs> woman, adult. If you choose not to do it, then you choose not to participate. It's not, there's not, this is not a story that we even should be having to discuss yeah. on anything. This is, this is all about, uh, um, your, my, my choice. Yes. Choice rights, your choice to do what you want to do. No one's forcing to get the vaccine. If you don't get the vaccine, you lose money on it. If you get the vaccine, you have opportunity to go play these things and defend your title, defend your legacy. That's it. Nothing else to be said about it. There, 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 there it is right there. Yeah. We have a, a pandemic. Going on in the in the in the world, not the country. In the yeah, world. yeah, the whole world is is, is affected so, so, by that. Well, because you have these these, these beliefs or ideologies that you don't want to get it, then sit at home, spend those millions you already got, and relax and call it a day. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the way it is. You know, but I mean, people. I mean, this this thing is kind of getting to me, getting way out way, way out of hand. The government has said this is doing. If it if the conspiracy theorists think it's the chip in our system. Then we all chip. Mm-hmm. Not to mention we've been chipped because we all carry a cell phone. So it doesn't matter, <laughs> man. All this stuff we do, we're at a part. We're at a part where this thing is helping us. We see it saves lives. Yeah, we're going through this next round, and not nowhere near as many people are dying than they did Truth. before. Truth. So uh, I'm sorry for me to have empathy because you didn't get to go play in, the, in over there in Australia. Man, get out of here, bro. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You can go somewhere else with all that. Yeah. I mean, and the only reason we're talking about it is because of his stature from from the tennis perspective, right? Again, yeah. best player on on the planet, ranking mm-hmm. and all and things of that nature. But yeah, it's personal decision. He he he's doing it. He knows what it's going to cost him. Not so not just defending title, but I understand yeah. that Lacoste. So his, his primary sponsor, right? The clothing company, they want to have mm-hmm. a conversation with them as well. Yeah. <laughs> so so right. this again this is going to start hitting into his wallet it's going to start hitting him where it hurts eventually i mean he's, he's comfortable now but again when when you start those endorsements those sponsors that that extra that extra money that that play mm-hmm. money yeah. starts getting affected 
I hope you invest wisely, brother, man. Bitcoin, that's what they say from the New Orleans. That's where they're going now. That's, that's where the cool kids are going over, over there in that crypto. So yeah, he, he yeah, better yeah, do so that. He'll be all right. He'll be all right, man. He'll be all right. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, really don't, yeah, I just don't feel... I don't feel that's even warranted the attention, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm less. I, I only kind of talk around uh, Joker because I wanted to shine this. I want to give these flowers to uh, Naomi Osaka for being back mm-hmm. in the, some being back out there and winning. Yep. Uh, the yes. fact that she's back out there doing her thing, defending champion. She won her first match without any problems. I, I, I think it's cute. I, I love the fact that she's out there. All athletes are super sisters. We, you know, we are. And anyone who's played, you know, you, you you put your stuff on a certain way. You you walk, you tie your shoelaces a certain way. You you, you hit the the bell or the the banner yeah. as you walk. Whatever it is, this story is about Naomi not wanting to step on the the letters and the words on the on the court as she's out there playing. So I I think that's 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 pretty cool to to see. I'm glad she's winning. I'm glad she's healthy. I'm glad she took the time that she needed to take care of herself. And yep. I don't know if you got to see it as she just jumped over uh the words Melbourne there. Um I don't know if they'll show it. Very consciously steps over the over the words and then she thinks she stepped over so she goes back and repeats it. So so Look, she's a winner. This is again. This is this is the things that that uh, athletes do just to be uh, to make sure they're they're in their zone. They're they're they're. Uh, I, I just love I love that. So I just wanted to share I, that I story think, too. I, I think the great story is that she's back. She's yeah, back. She's back from her mental health. You know, she's out. She's obviously tackled tackled that. Um, she's an advocate. You know, for mental health. So yeah. I've always applauded her for that. She she stands on her own two feet. She does. You know, she she's made business decisions that Mm -hmm. would normally hurt a lot of people. She's been able to to, to overcome those and do the right thing. Um, This is more of a feel-good story to see her back and winning and and good graces with the tennis world. So more applause to Naomi. and I hope she keeps on doing doing the big thing and taking over where Serena left off. Oh, yeah. She's going to do the thing. She's going to do something. Another slightly positive story that – and I don't know why I was so – Surprised by this, uh, I, I think. Hmm, maybe that, that, that's an issue that I have, but uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by this. Let me let, let me let me let me put it to you this way, and 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 I should I should uh, I should be be more retrospective of this. Uh, Alabama football coach, Mister Nick Saban. Everybody knows Nick Saban. Come on now, you, you know he is the winningest man out there in these football streets from a college perspective. He's got all the rings. He is working with. West Virginia uh, legislator to talk to Senator Joe Manchin to, to really start considering and start thinking about supporting that uh, Freedom to Vote Act, really yeah. wanting to put some pressure on on the two Democrats who are at a stalemate in terms of voting to relook at the um, at this Voting Rights Act. So, and and again, I, I don't I don't know why I'm, I was taking it back. I'm just pleasantly surprised that someone of Nick Saban's stature, again Alabama, and then I'm not I don't want to be stereotypical, but again, you know Alabama, Nick Nick Saban, and you know there's there's a lot of passion around that, and there's there's just there's just a lot of history around that as well and around that area. But I, I think this is actually pretty cool to hear that Saban is is helping to to champion this. Hopeful change of mindset 
for for Senator well, Joe, I mean, Joe, Jan, Joe Manchin. I mean, Nick, Nick Saban's kind of the spearhead, but we also can't forget to mention Jerry West. Jerry West, yep. yes. yeah. Yep. Is also involved with this, as well as Daryl Talley, the former linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, and several other uh, uh, stars. Yeah, old uh, Paul Tagliabue, uh, yeah, the old NFL yeah, co- commissioner. Yeah, the yeah. NFL commissioner. So these 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 powerful men and influencers are definitely, you know, trying to make some change in the, in the voting rights in, the, in 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 that land in that part of the part of the country to make sure one, I think, it brings great awareness. Um, it's going to change hopefully the mindset of West Virginia, and hopefully that trickles down to other states. I mean. It's just great to see that, that that Nick Saban and Jerry West, you know, two icons mm-hmm. that we know of. Everyone respects him. In the NFL, as far as as far as the front office, are really trying to make a change and bring some awareness to this issue, and actually ready to have a sit down with these powerful people in politics to be able to bring awareness and make a change. Man, I mean, I think that's that's putting your that's what we talk about putting your money yeah. where your mouth is. Yeah, you know, they're actually actually out yeah. there going trying to make a change and and out there speaking on behalf of the people. Of West Virginia and making sure everyone has the right to vote and has yeah. the freedom to vote without it being scrutinized or being watched. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and um, I don't know. I don't think I ever thought that Saban was a not a man of character and not a man of of, of quality and dignity. I just, I mean, that's that's the mountaintop, right? When when uh, when, when you start, to, <laughs> I, if if it was someone, else, if it was like Debo, I mean, not not Debo. What, what's my man over at Clemson? If, if it was him, if it was yeah, Debo, if it was one of them other coaches or somebody, you know, just just one, one of, or even Harbaugh somewhere, right? But but mm-hmm. when you, when you, when you get saving to actually get up and say something, you, you know, it's kind of like the old EF Hutton days, right? Somebody gonna listen. Yeah, I, there I go dating myself again. A lot, a lot of these youngsters yeah. don't don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah, that, yeah. That, so I'm, I'm I'm pleasantly impressed. I'm pleasantly surprised, and that actually really uh, that 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 makes me smile, right? Just again, that someone of his stature and and his, and his voice, because he he's more powerful than. A, and then a lot of other folks, a lot of folks, lot of folks on either side, left, right, or center side of the, of the political side, and obviously on the sporting side as well. So he he can go in there, he can pick up the phone, and he he's got somebody in his rolodex, he can make those phone calls. So I I, yeah. I just I just really wanted to to clear that up in terms of my thoughts about Coach Saban. So yeah, it's it's, it's a pleasure to see see like you said some of his stature, some of of, of his influence. To be involved in politics, man. And, yeah. and, and not not whether you're doing right or left, but what's right. Just you should have the right yeah. to vote, right? You should have the vote to be able to do, you know, mail ballot or in person or however you want and not be scrutinized or be covered or have somebody dictating how you're supposed to vote in any kind of way. You should be have the, the right, you know, your, your your freedom to go. So for him to be involved in politics that way, just to doing the right thing. Yeah. And not as a right wing, but right thing, just the right thing. <laughs> You know, I mean, man, that's cool, man. I think that's just cool that he's using his name and his power to do that. Uh, uh, but again, like we like we just said before, man, that's putting your money where your mouth is. That's mm-hmm. that's trying to invoke change with, with the power he has as a as a football coach and as an influencer in, in, in our in our in our country. Love it, love it. And you know, he's it's a win win for him, right? Because he, he's he's going to yeah. benefit. Because, look, a lot, lot of players if if they're not going to play for Dion. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go to Alabama, right? So, so he, he knows. And, and he, again, he's got the trophies in his, in his suitcase to, to, to show that he knows what he's doing. And see, look, look at Walter Strong talking about grandpa Hicks over there. Yeah. I'm, I'm bringing up, I, I got all this salt in the beard for a reason, but I've, I've been around the sun a couple of times. So, uh, we're going to leave that that's alone. Why I don't, that's wisdom, brother, man. That's wisdom. That, man, that's, 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 that's,
That's, that's all I did. That's stress. Yeah. What that is? That's taxes. <laughs> that's what that, <laughs> that's tax season. Uh, let's 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 wrap it up, man. We got we got two more stories that we want to talk in and talk about. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this wild card weekend. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about these uh, divisional championships happening. My Steelers are out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, thank you, Ben, for what you did. I don't don't think we'll see you back. Coach Tomlin has yep. talked about he's looking at the next man up as well. So no, no one's expecting him to come. I don't. He's he not coming back. Uh, no. I, I pray for them Dallas Cowboys because Dak, Pres- Dak knew he shouldn't have. He knew he shouldn't have ran that ball. Dak Prescott. Well, let me tell you something. I, I, no, no, so let me finish. Let me let me. He he knew he shouldn't have ran that the ball that long. He he should have he should have slid earlier, and he knew he shouldn't. Have, he knows the rules. He knows he shouldn't have gave the ball to his center. You know that you gotta ha- let the official touch the ball to reset the clock, and that's where they lost the time by like two seconds, one and a half seconds by giving the ball to your. You out there playing? You know you out there playing. Uh, backyard football. When you when you know you got these officials out here, and the man has to put he got to put them hands on that ball to reset yeah, but the clock. I mean, the game should have never game to that point. Let's be let's be honest. Okay, okay. So I'm just I'm, so, I'm so you, we want the money quarterbacks here. Monday morning not, quarterbacks. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna judge judge someone by the last two minutes. Or so of, of a two game. seconds. <laughs> two seconds. Of the game. Because let's be honest, I don't think they, I don't think they would have won anyway. I think they would have scored because he was. He would have got out of bounds. He would have just had a ten. They would have had a chance yeah. to take a shot yeah. at a hail mary, which you know doesn't really that doesn't really happen. But the bottom line, if you want to say whoa about the Dallas Cowboys, let's talk about the first three quarters when they couldn't do nothing. Yeah, I mean, Moore, they, they, didn't deserve, they didn't deserve they didn't deserve to win if they did win. I'll I'll, I'll yeah, admit yeah. that. I'll say that too. Yeah. Where where was the Kellen Moore super offense? Mm. You know, super offense is great. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the play to change the game. Which, which, you know, they call it the Dwight Clark, the catch. Yes. The catch. Yeah. The Dwight Clark. Yeah. Let's talk about the no catch that hit the ground. There would have been a fumble that they would have recovered and they would have been a score range. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That yeah. one play where he didn't catch it, it ended up being an incomplete ball, and they got the ball back to get the first down. That was the biggest play of the game. If he would have caught that ball, and when the homeboy stripped him in, the, in Dallas, would have got it back. The whole game was changed at that point. True. No, that's true. That, 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 that would have changed the whole momentum. That would have changed everything. That was a change yeah. in the game because Dallas had already just scored twice. They would have got the ball back again, and they were in scoring range again to go ahead and go back into the end zone. So those, those are the plays I look at that, that were crazy. But, I mean, again, let's talk about Kevin Moore again. This great OC that was supposed to be great. You was disappeared for the first three quarters. Yeah. You had nothing. Nothing. Zero was going on. 49ers completely figured you out and shut you down. She pretty so, much did. Pretty much did. Yeah, you know, so, so, so. I don't feel sorry for Dallas. Dallas. I know there was a Super Bowl bus attitude that they had this year. They didn't have a Super Bowl team. Let's be let's be honest with you. The running back Ezekiel uh, uh, Elliott is no longer Ezekiel Elliott that we used to know. Yeah, he's no, he's, no, he's he's damaged goods or he's just hurt or I don't know what happened to him, but he doesn't run the ball like it is. He's not the great running back like he used to. Yeah, his li- his lifespan, that, I think, on, from out there back there gone. getting banged up is is pretty yeah. much on the tail end. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's gone. I think Dak played. I thought Dak played pretty well, at least the second half. He didn't play that well in the first half, but he played pretty well in the second half. I think they should bring that receiving core back. 
Um, I think they need to, I think they just need to add a few more pieces in it. That'll also be okay. They'll be back in the mix again next year. But for anybody to put that kind of pressure on themselves to say, you know, championship or bust, um, you're you're setting yourself up for failure no matter what. Yeah. You know, it, we don't we don't even we never see the great Tom Brady say championship or bust. Ooh, Tom Brady said we'll take it one game at a time. One game at a time. Ooh, to see that there you go, Tom. <laughs> see, you know, my, my man, well, my man uh, James Riley just came in and he was happy for a minute. He came in with the West Side and then he realized that we were we were uh, heavily critiquing the the decisions of them boys and now now he's oh. talking about he leaving man stay oh, stay around I, a little bit I, yeah, he, man, well he, I mean, he gonna get mad with this one question so I'm, I'm gonna ask you guys both this question right right here and, and james probably gonna he gonna probably throw throw something at his at his, at his computer when i ask this question after the game nick bosa did an interview and he says i don't think uh them cowboys is america's team i think it's a san francisco 49ers just think about that. I don't argue with that right uh -oh. now. Uh-oh. Well. I'm not back to be honest with you. I wouldn't even say I would say Pittsburgh or the Raiders might be America's team. Ooh. Now you know, see, I mean, now, now you cutting deep. If we go if we go about fan base, then it is Dallas. Man, Dallas hasn't won in a long time. Let's let's keep it real. They haven't won it. Won a championship no, in true. a long time. That's true. So so you know, Nick Bosa, I don't mean He's just taking a shot at him because he, he kicking them while they down. Yeah, I get it. But we're going to talk about America's team. Dallas hasn't been America's team for a minute because they haven't won in a minute. You know, yeah. if, if, if America, if we talk about winning, winning, let's go about winning. Patriots would be America's team. They sure right? didn't. They but sure they, didn't look like it. More Belichick sure did get. Uh, <laughs> I mean, got but, but you're right. They you're right. Yeah. But I'm saying if we're going to talk about winning over a long span of period, it would be those would be America's yeah. team. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys put that niche on themselves and they put that, that target on their back. But for the last 10 years, they haven't been lived up to it. They just haven't lived up to it. I'm glad to see them back in the right, they're going in the right direction yeah. now. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, that America's team thing is kind of over with. I think football is just America's sport. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad we brought it up. I, I, just, I think they got some decent pieces. I think they can continue to progress and, and, and do better. I think Dak is, is going to be still the man in the, you know, call it, calling the plays down, down the middle, uh, behind center. Ezekiel is, is, uh, I, I think, uh, on the tail end, he, he's still good, right? He, I mean, he, he's still a quality no, asset no, out he's there. Not, no, he's, he's not. a quality he's asset. Good. I, I, I think no, he's, no, he's, he's not. <laughs> No, he's not. He, he averaged. He's average off a damn. He only. He only. He averaged less than four yards per carry. He's not. Mm. He's not. He's not. He's. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's hurt. Let's get it wrong. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if him losing that weight caused problems with him. I don't know Ooh. what it is. Maybe blocking so much is taking a toll on him. I'm not sure what happened. But Ezekiel Elliott is no longer the player that he was. The backup guy, Gallup. I think Gallup was is became Gallup. the man. Yeah. And, and I think they. And I think they need another running back. They need another workhorse because. What Dallas has been proven, and it, it, it proved in that game, when Dallas doesn't rush the ball a certain amount of times, they don't win. They weren't able to run the ball that many times, and they didn't win. They need another workhorse in that backfield to help those receivers get open and run the offense the way they want to run it. My beef is not with any of that. My beef is with Moore. Kellen Moore, you're supposed mm -hmm. to be this great offensive mind that everybody's been ratting and raving about, and you were able to, you weren't unable to do anything for basically three. Three and a quarter of, a, of the fourth quarter, you weren't able to do anything. Move the ball on them at all. So, so where's the great ingenuity of your offense? That you're supposed to be this great guy. Mm -hmm. I, I want to see. I want, let's point the finger at. Quit pointing the finger at the players because the players run the plays that are called. 
he called those plays and they didn't do it. Yeah, you, you you're not you're not calling the the trick plays like like the Rams are, where where, yeah, you, where, where you got Odell Beckham out there, you know, catching touchdowns and, and throwing, touchdowns throwing touchdowns too, touchdowns right? Touchdowns. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sean McVay showed he he answered some some offensive great ingenuity, and that's why they did the thing ingenuity, whatever. I can't pronounce what right now, but Moore was supposed to be this great. I mean, we just saw it. He's the hottest ticket that's been coming the next head coach. Where was your offense for three and three, yeah. four, three quarters? Where was your offense? So, 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 point again, point the finger where the fingers point to be, point it, it needs to be pointed at. The OC was calling all those plays for the first three quarters and nothing happened. Dak is still fine. We already knew Ezekiel Elliott wasn't playing as up to it like he was before, but they were still winning. Gallup was hurt. I understand that, but you still have CJ Lamb and Mark Cooper and you had the receiving core and they still were able to do nothing. I think, like I said, Dallas has a lot of good pieces. They're going to come back strong. They, I think they just need a running back, and they need to get a little more depth on the offensive line. Maybe they can add another young receiver, another another speedster to kind of go along with Lamb to stretch the field. Defense is pretty solid. They played pretty well. 49ers didn't score a lot over. I mean, I mean, they didn't score a lot of big plays. They just chipped away at Dallas's team. I think experience will take that away from them once yeah. the secondary gets some more experience. Yeah. The linebackers play a little bit more together. The line. Experience will help them take away all that stuff. And Dallas will be in the playoffs again next year, stronger and better than they were this year. I just think you can't put a target on your back saying it's Super Bowl or bust. Because mm-hmm. when you do that and you lose, you're going to catch all the scrutiny yeah. you're getting right now. You, you set yourself up for bit. Man, let's, man, we got the insider analysis coming from Mr. Montel Allen. And 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 Mr. Riley, appreciate you for sticking in there, you know, the comments there. Uh, Zeke got his cash and his serviceable. Pollard is a better choice. Uh, Gallup is the uh, the wide receiver, while Pollard oh, is the yeah, back Pollard of the Zeke. Pollard, okay, Pollard. that's right. Yeah, that's Pollard, right. That. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. Uh, and then Cedric Wilson was a huge back. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, pieces are there. Pieces are there. Just uh, make, make some changes, make some adjustments. Uh, their their coach will still be there. Was it as McCarthy? I think right is, is out there. Yeah, I'm a big fan so, of his either. But you know, yeah, but, but he's not looking for it. Jerry. Not going to let him go. Uh, yet, but it it, it has yeah. been a while. Let, let's let's talk about. So we we mentioned Belichick getting getting roasted or getting getting flamed. Uh, that was that was just out of the blue. No one expected that. Um, we got on the AFC side. We got them Bengals and we got them Titans. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know what? As much as I want the Bengals, I want the Bengals to win. But man, them Titans. That Titans defense is vicious. And if Derrick Henry comes back wow. healthy, Derrick Henry ooh, still it, he still has records and he hasn't played in months. <laughs> That's, that so, just pro- proves how much of a bad man he is. The man is still yeah, so, on top of the rushing record. I don't, I don't, you know that game. I don't even want to call it. I don't like. I said I'm gonna be no. rooting for the Bengals kind of on the side, but I hope the Titans. You know the Titans is gonna be tough to beat. Um, that Buffalo, that Buffalo Kansas City game is gonna be something vicious yeah. because they, Kansas City has to go to Buffalo to play. Yeah, it's gonna that's be cold. a whole different ball Ooh, game. It's gonna be cold. Gonna yeah, be that's cold. a whole different ball game. And Josh Allen, if Josh Allen plays like he played, this yeah. might be a wrap for Kansas City. I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's gonna be another good game, harder toss. Yeah. On the flip side, in the NFC, you know, the 49ers got to go to Green Bay in that cold weather. I, I, I'm interested to see how they come, they come back, especially after that scare that Fred Warner had when he looked like he hurt himself. Yeah. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad he's all right. He's healthy. Yeah. He's good. And then also the last game will be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay and the Rams. Uh, and the Rams, which. The Rams already beat them twice. It's going to be see if they can beat them a third time. 
but in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay. You know, is is uh, is is Stafford really going? Is he going to step up and and do what he's been the golden yeah, child I, I, to I, say? I, I, I know. I, I'm Stafford. feeding your words right now. To be honest, yeah, I, I, I still think I, I still think he's. I, I don't. I don't believe it yet. He's to me. He's. Not, I mean, it'll be a, it'll be a story script if he makes it all into the Super Bowl. I'm just not a believer yet. Ball no. took him to the Super Bowl. I don't know if Stafford can do it yet. No, I really no. don't. His, his track record doesn't prove it. No, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to be actually Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Woo! Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I, I think. You go with the same thing. Well, you know, Mahomes is, you know, Mahomes can can do some things, right? He, he, he can be out there throwing underhand throws I'm, and. I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw you my two picks, man. Since we're gonna go ahead and go picks. Okay. I'm gonna go Buffalo and Green Bay. All right. Well, in that matchup, I got to go with Aaron Rodgers, but because uh, uh, and, 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 and believe me, I would love to see the 49ers and one of the Rams because I would love a California team to represent yeah. us in the Super Bowl. I would love it too. Um, I just don't know if the Rams are going to be able to go over this hump because you got to think if the Rams do beat Tampa Bay, they got to go to Green Bay if Green Bay beats 49ers, which I yeah. think they will. Not no disrespect to the 49ers fans, I just think Green Bay. Well, Garoppolo's kind of kind of banged up a little bit too, and I just it's kind of a shorter week, so I don't I don't yeah, think yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's ready and for I don't, all that. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if Garoppolo can pull the magic out again. I'm not believing on that. No, but but Debo Samuel's if if you, if you make him just play all all eleven spots. <laughs> then you got a chance because because Debo was out there playing some but, some but, ball. You know what? Let's, let's, let me not take nothing away from the 49ers and man, their game plan, man, they whoo, yeah, that defense. Look, came they on fire they were they were one play away from winning it a few years ago. Yeah, yeah so strong, so they strong. they they know what it looks like. Yeah. So let, let's get that. I mean, I'm not I'm not taking away. I think they're gonna come in there and go to Green Bay, but Green Bay's had two weeks to to, to prepare. They they you know they're healthy big time. I think mm-hmm. the Niners are a little bit beat up. I think it's, you know, Andrew Aaron Rodgers is at home. I think it's going to be t- depend on which team get off to a good start. But we already know if it's two minutes left in the game, Guapolo <laughs> with the ball, I don't feel as comfortable if Aaron Rodgers got the ball with two yeah. minutes in the game. Yeah. You know, and again, the game is on the line. So I, I'm going to have to lean towards Green Bay. I'm going to be rooting for the Niners. Normally I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to really like the 49ers. But I really want a California team to kind of advance. And I hope them and the Rams kind of advance. Um, but I mean, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good weekend of football. I love it. I love it, folks. Put put in your your picks in in the comments while I tee up this last story here. Who 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 you think? Uh, who's your team for for these divisional playoffs? How, how about that? How about that? We we won't even ask you to pick all the way for for the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has something to prove as well. Yeah, he he does. He, you know, he he's been a little controversial as well with some things that he's done this season, but uh, but he, he's still playing at the highest level. <laughs> MVP, you know? I think he's MVP. Yeah, right. He's still playing at yeah. the highest level after all yeah. this time, and he just plays so effortlessly. I mean, I, I love watching him play because it's, it's, again, it's like backyard football. Um, all right, last last story, kind of kind of a funny story, and I'm I'm wondering if you're gonna open up your your wallet for some of this stuff right here. Uh, Tom Brady is uh just launched him some gear. Uh, you know, you know, Mike got Jordan. Who else got got some 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 gear, some decent gear that that you just know. You know, LeBron. LeBron got his brand. LBJ got you know he got his the king. Uh, Tom Brady has come out with with some T shirts with his name on it, 
the T-shirt, not the, not the hoodie, not the sweater, not the overcoat. The T-shirt is $75. Him and Kanye must go to the same vendor, <laughs> man. God. <laughs> the T-shirt is 75 and he he just so proud to look at he over there talking about it he trying to and, and then i mean come on brother 75 dollars let's let's go to the website I don't, I don't even know if the website is still up to be honest with you because he he may have just felt like this is <laughs> yeah look it better be a limited like it should be only 23 Three he, he better be had signed it and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Let's let's, let's 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 go right here to Brady Brand and let's see what's going on. Okay, uh, like I said, let's go to T-shirt. There you go, cool touch, short sleeve, seventy-five dollars, ladies and gentlemen. You can have it in. You can have it in storm carbon. You can have it in. Is that bone? And I don't know what this is. They don't even. He don't That's even. Green. He, he don't even. Green, <laughs> if you if you want to use uh, some of these services, you can four interest free payments. You know, if you don't want to pay seventy five dollars all at once, you can break that up. But he show is. He got financing on a t shirt. Yeah, bro. you got to finance his cool touch short sleeve t shirt at seventy five dollars. This man is crazy. Come bro, on, bro. Him and him and him and Kanye must have been discussing this. There's just no way he could have thought this was a great pricing point for a product. There's just no way. Let's see, I'm a hoodie. I'm a hoodie guy. His hoodie, hundred and seventy five dollars. Yeah, get get you some G, get you some Yeezys, and one of these hoodies. It's got his man, name on it. Can, they, <laughs> okay, you know what? Maybe I'm the one that's out of sync. Maybe I'm the one that's out of sync. Maybe I do. I'm. A, I'm a, I got to I got to make sure we drop some 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 team no sleep gear. Yeah, we're gonna charge everybody one hundred seventy five dollars for for sweatshirts. Let's see who bites. Okay. I just don't see the pricing point, man. It just it doesn't make any sense. Um, to me, but I mean, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. We we need to get with it, I guess, because he's selling underwear for. I, how much is just a a hat? With his with his name on it, forty five dollars. I don't I don't want to walk around with his name on my own on a hat. No nah, man. Look at that. I'm, I'm I'm. Who gonna pay? No, I'm sorry. That one is sixty five dollars. Come on. I, I don't know, man. I, like I said, him and Yeezy must have the same distributor because there's no way in the world that um, I'm paying them prices for that. Folks, there's just no way. Yeah. Well, f- folks, if if y'all if y'all balling like that, go to BradyBrand.com and you can get you some gear. Uh, if you balling like that, man, come contribute to Team No Sleep. <laughs> let, let me go and throw the call to action up. If you balling like that. <laughs> Come give us some support because it's greatly appreciated. And we don't, we're not asking $75 a hit, but you know, we, we just love a, a share and a subscribe and, and, and a mention. But, yeah, man. Wow. God. $75 for, I mean, for a t-shirt. Woo. Yeah. He crazy. Um, he crazy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, like Mr. Riley that said, them diehard Brady fans though. will pay it. <laughs> he said, not me though. Them, yeah. Them diehard yeah. fans, but you know, putting themselves in, in lean on their home. To walk around and some, man, they crazy. They uh, when I saw this, I, I I couldn't believe it. I actually had to look over it again. But that's that's crazy talk, man. I, look, good stuff tonight. Good conversation. We we went we went deep into some things that needed to be gone deep into. I know, like I say, when I get back from the gym and I make my little Del Taco stop, 
I know I'm going to hear Freddie Coleman talking about the exact same thing that we talked about and using the exact same words. And I'm going to be so mad because uh, I don't know where he lives, so I can't go throw te- <laughs> toilet paper on his on his front door. But <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all good. So, man, uh, uh, one last thing before we head on out, man, yes, I want to dedicate the show to my beloved brother, Tim Wadhome, who passed away um, due to brain cancer. Mm. Um, I love you. You're my, my best friend in the whole wide world. You know, rest in heaven. God got him another warrior. Definitely, man. And my condolences to to that. I, and I saw that. Uh, I definitely wanted to reach out to you. And I know I did, but I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up as well. So, folks, that being said, reach out to someone close to you, to your family. Uh, say something. Say hello. Give them, give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Just uh, don't be a stranger to folks within your, your, within your sphere of influence because that matters. You never know how much time we got left. So, Brother Montel, be good to yourself. And we out, brother. Absolutely. Later, mate.